Open your Bibles to Mark chapter 11, verse 22. (laughs) We finally got here. Glory to God. Faith and how it is released. This is part of the fundamentals of, of faith series and a series of teachings that I've, I've been doing for quite some time now. But the Lord was very specific about my going to this tonight for a few minutes. Mark chapter 11 is so simple and so profound. Chapter, uh, chapter 11, verse 22, Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. Or the cross reference, have the faith of God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that, here's what you believe. Believe that those things, believe that those words which he saith shall come to pass, he will have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say, you notice that? He laid out the spiritual law and then he immediately used it. You see it? Therefore, see, if he hadn't said therefore, it would have just been part of it. But therefore, because of what I just said, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. When you pray, start believing then. Right then, while you're praying. Not after you see it, not after you feel it, not for any other reason except the word of God, hallelujah. This is the way faith works and it's the faith of God. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. You shall have what you say and you shall have what you believe. When you stand praying, forgive. When? Right then. If you have ought against any that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Now then, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's look at the 13th verse. We, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken, we also believe, and therefore we speak. Now the 16th verse, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. That inward man is what Jesus called the heart. You can't believe God with your blood pump. No more than you could your liver or anything else. He's talking about the inward man, the real you. Amen. What Peter called the hidden man of the heart. Now then, let's go (laughs) to Mark chapter five 
verse 25. Faith and how it is released. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years, had suffered many things of many physicians, spent all that she had, was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment, for she said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she is healed of that plague. Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue or dynamis power had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? His disciples said unto him, seest thou the multitude thronging thee and sayest thou who touched me? He looked round about to see her that had done this thing. The woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, daughter, thy faith, your faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of that plague. Now we know it was the anointing. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he hath anointed me. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power. What power? Dunamis. Dunamis healing power. We get our word dynamite from that same power. Explosive power. Unusual power. Think about when dynamite was first invented. What an awesome thing. What a terrible seeming thing that that was. An exciting thing at the same time. That's this same word. Dunamis. Dunamis. Power. Spiritual Holy Ghost healing power. Now, we know from Acts 10, 38, that it was that anointing. But Jesus didn't refer to his anointing. Not one time, not once throughout the New Testament, nor the book of Acts, did he say, my anointing has made you whole. Not one time. He never did say, and it's never said by any of the, of the apostles in the book of Acts, our anointing has made you whole. No, it isn't in there. Remember the third chapter of the book of Acts? Peter and John, nine o'clock in the morning, hour of prayer. No, no, afternoon, three o'clock in the afternoon, excuse me. They're going into the beautiful gate of the temple. Would you, would, you, would you like another little nugget to put in your bag? And this man's laid there daily at the gate of that temple. Now, how many times, I mean, just, just, just read it in the book of Mark. How many times He went from Bethany to the temple 
back to Bethany, back to the temple the next day. He went back and forth to the temple, back and forth to the temple, back and forth to the temple. That man was there every day. And I was shocked the day the Lord said this to me. Just pointed it out to me. Amen. He said, Perry, he said, Kenneth, why do you think he was expecting to receive something? He said, every time we walked through there, I instructed Judas to give him money. Judas is the treasurer. He got something every time he came by. Well, this is Peter and John. I'm all, I'm there. Oh, they always, they tip big, <laughs> these guys. Amen. They don't leave gospel tracks. They tip big. <laughs> Amen. Oh, that blesses me. I can see it. Look, it's, it's, it's my guys again. Now, actually, if, if you study that closely, it, it leaves the idea and the impression. Peter didn't say silver and gold have I none. Now, there, there's two very distinct explanations for that. One, it leaves the idea, I don't have it on me right now. The other is they wound up at the end of that ministry with it all sown. Now, I believe it's a very distinct combination of the two because he, he, he could have had something. After all, Peter's a wealthy man. They never did go poor. Not the whole three and a half years. Never. Do you think they wore the same clothes for three and a half years? No. They, Jesus just told them, I'm going to supply them. He said, don't bring anything. You're working for me now, boys. And this old idea that Jesus is poor, well, you can get rid of Jesus because poor men don't need a treasure. I mean, what is there to do? And the bag was so big, nobody but Jesus knew he was stealing. Hallelujah. If you keep digging, you keep digging deeper. You can get a few little gold dust on top, but as you start digging, you hit the mother load. Then you have one nugget right after another. And they're not this big, they're this big. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whoa, glory to God. And I get around a crowd like you and it just downloads. <laughs> so, he said... Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus. He didn't say, and he didn't preach that it was Jesus anointing that healed the man. He didn't say it's because I'm an apostle. He knew he was an apostle. John knew he was an apostle. They never mentioned that. 
And when, he, when, they, were called, when they were called on, the, on account for it, they said, it's the name. It's faith in the name that made this man strong. And you don't have to be an apostle to have faith in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Faith and how it is released. Now, let's back up and look at Jairus. 22nd verse. Behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet. Yes, sir, thank you, I'll do that. I want to point out that the woman said it, and then she did it. How is it released? Through the mouth, from the heart, through the mouth, and corresponding action. That's the way it works. What if she kept saying her faith got strong? But what, what if she'd have said, look at me, I'm skin and bones. I'm bleeding now. I know if I could get to the hem of his garment. And if I could just touch that, I know good and well I'd be whole. There's no question about it. I, I've, I've heard. They're, they're bringing me the messages that he's preaching right down the street here at the synagogue. I know they're telling me the miracle about the man that had the withered hand. And, and Jesus just told him to stretch it out. And he did. And it was healed like the other one. I know my little old deal compared to that. There's no question in my mind, but I can't get out there. It's against the law for me to be out there she'd have died right there in that room. With faith and more than faith enough to get it done. Jairus. Look, here cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue. Jairus by name. When he saw him, he fell at his feet, besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. And that's the last thing he said. He had all kinds of opportunities. We won't go through them all, but he had all kinds of opportunities to say something else. They came up and said, your little daughter is dead. He never said a word. Jesus just turned and said, stop the fear. She'll be made whole. Believe only. She'll, she will be made whole. Every time Jesus said that, faith came. Faith came. He already made his faith statement. He stayed with it until Jesus did just exactly what he said. He used his words and said, daughter, listen, I, he could have just said, rise and live. I say unto you, rise. Using words as a tool of power. What did he do? Took his hand, caught her hand, and lifted her up. That was the corresponding action that Jairus had said, put your hand on her. That's a good amen's part right there. Hallelujah. Say it with your mouth. 
corresponding action according to James chapter 2, 14 through 17. My name is Marcus Martinez. This is Evelyn Martinez. I'm originally from Trinidad and Tobago, and my wife is from Dominican Republic, and uh, we pastor here in Toronto, Canada. We believe in a multicultural um, environment, so our ministry is based upon equipping the multitudes of people from different ethnic backgrounds, train them to go out and fulfill their God-given destiny, because we believe everybody have a destiny. If we want to be impactful into the world, we have to show the love of God. We were with the ministers that, that came to visit the city of Toronto. And as I, we were finishing the, the last day, we took them to have um, dinner. So we finished like around 12.30 in the, night, in, the, in the morning. So I go to my car and I see seven missing calls in my, in my phone. And I call this lady back and I, she said to me, I just received a, a text message of a young lady, 25 years old, that has suicidal thoughts. She's just born again two weeks ago. And we went to her house and we knocked the door. We didn't find her there. And we were able to keep reaching out to her because she, she didn't reply back the texts that we were sending her. So we thought that she already, she something happened. So we prayed, we took authority. And when we left the place, we stayed outside of her apartment until three o'clock, almost four o'clock in the morning. So finally, the next day I got to meet with her. I got her to come to the church and I met with her. And I said, she was open up to me, her personal life. Finally, I shared with her and I told her, I was there last night at four o'clock because we're worried about you, because we truly, truly love you, because you are our sister. And she just teared down. She cried for 30 minutes. When she put herself together, she just went, stand up from that chair and just, she's giving me a big hug. That young lady I'm talking about a month ago, she gave up her whole life, all the things that she was doing wrong, her past and everything. She was, she was able to come and say, you know, I'm going to make my life right with God. So that's the true love. When we show people that we love them genuinely, that we can go all the way down for them, whatever they go, no matter if they're committed sin, we have to be there to be able to restore them and lift them up. Letting the love of God that's on the inside of you, that has been poured out in your heart by the Holy Spirit, let that come forth. Let that manifest. And you were built, every one of us were built to be joyful, to be friendly. It takes work to be angry. It takes work to be selfish. It takes work to be prideful. But it's, there's such freedom when you can just be humble and just be yourself. It, is, it, it radiates Christ. It, it's, it causes people to want to be around you. When I got born again, I thank God for Brother Copeland because one of the major things we learned from him is that your faith worketh by love. And we know that love is very important, but we also know relationship is very important. And we need to stay uh, together and unity, and we need to keep the bond of unity, as Ephesians says. So we make it a hallmark decision to fellowship and to build true Christ-like authentic relationship that I can say, I am my brother's keepers. You know, in a time that we're living in, we need to have one another and have each other's back. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.